What up? It's Whitney. See you excited. We have a special guest in the house. Woo woo! Put over that stupid. I'll make the tampa come out. Hey, yes. that's what we want. <laughs> Only two sips into this claw, right? <laughs> I love it. Deanna is in the house, you guys. This is like my favorite, favorite, favorite person. I got to meet in Tampa, but after Whitney, like these two ladies are magical and changed my life in so many ways. So I'm so excited. Um, Deanna is killing the game in South Florida, owning Blondie's Beauty Salon. Yes. Um, hair and makeup artist, badass, beautiful, inked beauty. Um, I thank love you, her so much. She's super dope. So welcome. Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm so happy that you guys asked me to do this. It's so exciting. This is so yeah. cool. It actually feels kind of fucking freaky looking at it. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, right. It's like flashbacks, like... Yeah, because even Dash was like, so who's the guest? I'm like, well, you got to sit in to know. And I was like, okay, this is Aaron's best friend, like her other best friend. And we met in Tampa. And I'm like, damn, we met in Tampa. Like, even though I wasn't like around y'all a lot, but we still had our moments and our times together. So Absolutely. there's been a lot of growth. So yeah, <laughs> cheers to the growth. Cheers to growth, lady. Like, yeah, <laughs> how it started, how it was going. Like, I was thinking about that today. Like, dang, we're all business owners. Like, we've really, like, grown the fuck up. So. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Mm -hmm. So, you guys, I met Deanna in Tampa, as well as I met Tampa. No, not Tampa. Whitney in Tampa. And we met in a beautiful um, establishment that's not. <laughs> we'll call it. I was wondering if we were going there. Yes. <laughs> I always want to go, but I always let Aaron run go run the pace. So yeah. <laughs> I go where you go, boo. Um, but that you know what though, like that place. I mean, it made a, it was a huge part of my life. I don't talk about it much, but I was gonna say, have you talked about it yet on the show? Never. I've never told really anyone. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 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 let's pivot. All right, we'll, we'll, I feel like we're going so deep, we gotta go. I know, the, I know, the suspense I know. is killing me. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm cool with whatever, man. I'm I love you, Aaron. Yeah, so we <laughs> Alibi, y'all. Have you ever been to Tampa? Well, I don't know, what year was that? I don't even know what year that was like a thing. I would say like 2009, 2010 was when I started there. So yeah. it was 2010. 10 11 11 no it would have been 10 because i think i started I think, 10. I think it's 10 for you i think me and you met in 10 wow i moved to tampa in 2010 yeah 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 i was working at fridays and then i had a plot twist and then i started working at um a plot twist <laughs> i started working at the strip club alibi and i met plot there and um it was so crazy like we just clicked like from the first day and like that was it like it's been years later damn y'all yeah, it's years. actually crazy to think about now. I haven't thought about how long we've actually known each other so that's wow that's a long time. yeah yeah she was 
this badass Leo, like super, like you look at her and you'd be like, wait, I don't want to fuck with her. But then you get to the point <laughs> and she's like amazing. Cause she's like, she give you the face, like, look, do you come, come correct or don't come at all? Period. Man, I used to be an animal. I can't say, I can't say you're not lying with that one. <laughs> you, but you were like a, an amazing person. Like, and just to see your growth now, like she owns a salon, you guys. And just like, seeing all her work and her passion, it just is, you're my inspiration all the time. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We made it out of alibi, beating hoes up, doing drugs <laughs> in the bathroom to evolving as women. It's beautiful. Yeah, I did hold a bitch head under the sink for you one time. Yes, <laughs> energy. I told you that would be. Yes, do not I fuck with us. <laughs> Good times. I, I don't, I'm a Leo, man. I'm overprotective with the people I love. And I felt like, I don't remember what she said to you, but it was just like the wrong thing at the wrong time. And, you know, I had a little bit of a power, a little bit of a power uh, struggle at the time at that club because it was like our club. So we yeah. did whatever we want and get we fired did. every other night and then come back the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, fuck you. We're going to the after hours. They're like, well, don't come back. And then we're back the next day on time and shit. This is reminding the me of like hours. the pink. That the after hours is still the after hours too. Like I'm pretty sure that it's still an after hours or a strip club now. I don't remember, but it's one of those things. Yeah, I think that's the, the name or something. I don't know, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy times. Crazy times. A lot of fights, a lot of craziness. That's when Everyone. like life was really simple. Like we, you know, it was just like. I don't know. I wouldn't say like simple, but just like compared to now, it was just like, I feel like I had less responsibilities. I was just like, because we didn't care. I yeah, I was like, what I the fuck ever. Care. Yeah. I think it was a weird transition from being a teenager. Like for me personally, I know I kind of raised myself a lot throughout my teenage years. And then when 20s hit and, you know, you're working at the club, it was just like the sense of like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want to do. And, you know, in reality, I think that only works for so long. I think yeah. you can only look like that for so long before it really hits you. And you're like, all right, about to be, you know, mid twenties, late twenties. I mean, there's still girls there that we know that are probably still working in their thirties and forties for sure. Yeah. But, you know, some people, I think it hits you different and either you get out or you stay in and it yeah. depends on what type of person you are. And that's in general. It doesn't even have to be with dancing. You know? Yeah, literally in anything. In that phase in your 20s. Yeah. Doing whatever you do. Yeah. I give a fuck too much. Like, I care so much. I'm like, is this part of the hormones changing? <laughs> like, what is happening? Because we were just savage. Like, all the time now, like, if I'm having a moment, I'm like, fuck. Like, this was not a thing when I was just doing me. Like, I didn't care about this stuff. And it felt like everything was working out the way it should. And now... I'm trying, I'm giving too many fucks and like, I'm, I'm going through <laughs> sometimes. I think what that comes down to is um, like, I know you went through some trauma. I went through some trauma. Whitney, I don't know too much about your story, but I can mm -hmm. imagine you've probably been through some shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you've been through some shit, especially when you're young, you get into survival mode. So, and I talk about, I have a therapist I see every week and I talk about with her with this all the time. When I'm in survival mode, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. about anything because that's how you survive you're like I have to shut myself off to any feelings or emotions because I have to survive but I think yeah. a healthy way of living isn't necessarily that because you're not letting yourself be vulnerable and you're not letting yourself heal 
And I think that I spent so many years personally being like, fuck this, fuck that. Like, I'll fight whoever, like, I don't care. Just being like a hothead and, you know, trying to focus on money and that's it. Like, let's just get this money, like fuck everything mm-hmm. else. You know, and I, like, I just think that when you, when you get older and you really want to build healthy relationships and, you know, you want to build a business, you can't really be like that. I mean, you can to an extent, but I don't know. You have to be, you have to be open and vulnerable and you have to be in touch with your real feelings. You can't just push that shit deep down anymore. It, it doesn't yeah. feel good after a while. The Fucking reality facts. Is <laughs> yes. True. It will hit you right in the face. <laughs> and it does. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Especially like I was saying, like this Mercury retrograde, like that shit was just like, it like continues to bring up everything you try to like mask. Like, of course, you know, defense mechanism, we're masking everything in life. Mm-hmm. No, was like, I agree. Yeah, and, and the pressure is like, I was listening to your, um, what you guys were talking about last week. And there were like a couple points that really hit me. One of them specifically was like, feeling like we have to like live up to some standard as an adult like standard in the industries that we're in standard on Instagram, you know, this pressure to be like a certain way all the time, especially when you run a business and you guys know, like I I tell my therapist this all the time, I'm like, I'm doing 15 jobs as one person. I don't have the money to hire like a marketing person and a financial person and, you know, someone to, you know, clean my salon and someone to help me pull foils every day. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't have the money or the, or the resources or the patience to even hire employees for that. Yeah. So when you're doing a million jobs, like it's a lot of pressure. And I related to that when you said that last week, because it's really hard. Like it's hard to make it work. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard not to go down the path of like, okay, what is everybody else doing? That's what I need to do. And then you're overworking yourself and you're driving yourself damn crazy, trying to do what everybody else is doing. And in reality, like, you already have the sauce. Yeah. Like you, like you got it already. So why are you even, but yeah, like you have to go through it. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. You have to build your own path. I think everybody, like I even look at other salons, you know, whatever. And I'll be, I'll start like comparing myself. And I think my, my best, you know, Jamie said this to me the other day. She's like, comparison is the thief of joy. And when she said it to me, I was like, Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Well, put it, put it so bluntly, then you're right. You know? And it just kind of like took me back for a minute. And I'm like, you're right. You know, I catch myself. I'm sure we all do. We catch ourselves in these little moments of like comparison or why am I not there yet? Or why am I not doing this right? Or why don't I have a million Instagram followers? And why does this person, I mm-hmm. mean, you can do that shit all day, but in reality, if you want a million followers, just go buy them like everybody else. <laughs> For real, because there's a girl and like her Instagram, like her aesthetic is like so perfect. And she has like something 14 K followers, but mm-hmm. under her picture, she has like 400 likes that mm-hmm. doesn't That's match. That doesn't match. If you see everyone's like from, this is going to sound bad, but if everyone's like from India or like, it's like a (laughs) fake account. Yeah. More than likely they bought followers. Yeah. Yeah. That's lame. I mean, the 400 likes is still great. Like, but. But what does it mean? To me, likes doesn't translate into clients. It really doesn't. It's if they're genuine followers and that'll translate into clients, I think. Right, right, right. I agree. Even still, I mean. It's just, it's a, it's a weird, weird world we're living in, especially like us. We're in like that millennial, I think 
uh, generation where like we kind of started younger on like AOL and things like that. But then like MySpace wasn't a thing until we were like out of high school. And then we were like almost too far gone like into adulthood to even really get on the social media bandwagon as much as we were. And I know at the time, like Facebook got real popular and Instagram got real popular. I was dancing. I didn't want to be on mm -hmm. any pages and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I got in kind of late in the game. And then I was like, this influencer shit is, it's not like who I am. And I know it's probably not a lot of who you guys are either. Yeah. So it feels like contrived a lot of the times for me so that's why I really wanted to build a brand that was based around like me and what I like because otherwise it would be fake and I'd be like promoting something I don't really care about that's why I never really promoted my other page because I was like okay people are either going to book me for my makeup or not but I'm not going to sit here and try to be like um here you know follow my tutorial on YouTube like everybody else does and it's not my style like it's not what I'm passionate about it doesn't make me like want to wake up in the morning and you know, get clients that way. So yeah, yeah. I love that. Thousand percent. Like we, it's so funny because like everyone posts what they're doing now, and I think about what we did for real, for real. Like they're flaunting for the grand. We was actually doing it, just regular stuff. Like people just now get on the bandwagon with the nails and the party, and I'm like, dude, we've been having nails and makeup and clubbing and going out of town and doing whatever we want for so long but we didn't it wasn't in us to like have to show it off like we just do what we want to do like we want to go have a good time go have nice dinners whatever it was just what we wanted to do and we didn't we had what I think snapchat was like a thing I think snapchat was like my only thing because I liked it because it went right. away I don't like people to like be able to go back snapchat and have fun yes yeah. what I was snapchat. doing yeah, and it wasn't like a feed. You sent it to yeah. whoever you wanted to see it, and that was that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. like that disappearing, like, because I hate when people can like go back and like remind or like I don't know. Like I was, I've talked to a lot of people from my past, and they always remember for me for what I used to be and not who I'm growing into be. And that's so annoying because it's like all you're doing is like your view of me is just what you continue to see, and then you won't take the time to get to know where I'm at now and so because you want to live in this social media world because it's all just a picture so now you feel like I'm going to be x y and z that I was 25 and didn't give a shit and talk to you more you know something like that so absolutely and and I think we outgrow people completely I, I've been having this conversation kind of a lot recently because I think I've been dropping a lot of people out of my life in the last few years but I've been having co this conversation a lot sometimes you got to shed that skin and I think like Mm -hmm. You know, that whole saying, like, if you're the smartest one in the room, get the hell out of that room. Like, that's <laughs> how I feel about a lot of people. That's how I started to feel in Tampa. You know, that's how I kind of feel about the beauty business in a lot of ways. But that's a whole nother topic of conversation. Well, we're going to get <laughs> into that. I do have some some beauty <laughs> questions. But do you want to start? Would you rather to break the ice? Yes, we're going to do some would you rathers with me. Yes. Coming with the shits I already know. <laughs> <laughs> she's always with the shit um okay so I have um would you rather have the ability to read minds of everyone in the world or to move objects in your mind oh move objects because I already have to listen to people all day every day and so all those little voices in my head would drive me absolutely crazy <laughs> I love it. That's epic. I feel like I would low-key want to be reading people's mind because I'm crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, you're crazy. What are you thinking? Like, you know, when you always think you know. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, 
Well, if it's if it's a guy, then you can usually tell what they're thinking because the answer is probably nothing. <laughs> Facts. They don't be thinking shit, girl. That damn they, thing. They don't. Oh my gosh. Okay. Or probably be hungry thinking about food. <laughs> right? Thinking about Spider-Man. I think I saw that meme one time. Dude. <laughs> like the girl in bed thinking he's thinking about another girl and he's really just thinking about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Foolishness. Um, (laughs) would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or trapped in a horror movie with your friends horror movie with my friends hell yeah (laughs) yeah diana's not going down without a fight you guys yeah no i'm with her (laughs) that would be about to kill all the uh all the fucking shit (laughs) that reminds me of that movie Ever saw that movie The Hunt? I think it's. Mm. The- I don't know. It's real. It's not that great. It's not that great, but <laughs> it's an interesting one. She's killing all um, the monsters. For sure. Yeah, yeah. They have like guns everywhere, and this lady just like out of nowhere, she looked like she'd be the tame one, but she was murking everybody. That sounds really fun. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> um. Okay. So, would you rather be physically strong, stronger than most people, or be able to fly? Ooh, I want to be able to fly. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of dreams about flying and maybe because I really? smoke so much weed. But <laughs> well, that would be fun. Uh, smoke be- weed in the air. Right. Ooh, that would be fun. How would that would go? I think okay, Dave Smell did it in half baked, although that, you know, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my last. <laughs> One. Would you rather go without shampooing your hair for the rest of your life? I'd rather go without washing my hair for the rest of my life. Nice. I hate to wash my hair. <laughs> That's epic. Yeah. A redo set is intense. <laughs> your, your turn with. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think mine are that bad. Would you rather live on the beach or in a cabin in the woods? I'd rather live on the beach. Because mm. I think a cabin in the woods sounds fun, but if I don't have service or I can't order like delivery dudes or something, I'd be pissed. True, 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 true. <laughs> She's like, yo, where's some food? <laughs> Give me some damn food. Yeah, that's funny still get you still be ordering um at your door i order i think we order food like five times a week sometimes i order food twice in a day it's real especially like at work because you're like on your I'm feet like yeah hungry and sometimes it's like i just rather get food delivered to my door <laughs> i don't know yeah it's, it's a problem it's a problem it's an addiction no i'm no. actually happy that we have the so back in the day you couldn't do that i know but the delivery fees and the damn tips and the extra charges and stuff you know that shit adds up so i could probably say yeah. something <laughs> if I didn't do that Facts. Facts. Okay. would you rather spend a year on mars by yourself or party on a remote island with your friends oh like fire island <laughs> yeah 
That would be dope. a party on a remote island. I, I get motion sick. So I feel like being in space. Mm-mm. And by yourself. Plus, can't you just eat like space food in space? Don't they just give you like marshmallows or some shit? Or like air- freeze dried food? Yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> I was some Ooh. I don't want none of that smoke. Would you rather speak to animals or speak 10 foreign languages? I already kind of speak to animals, so I'll take the foreign languages. Yeah. Ooh, would you rather donate your body to science or donate your organs to people who need them? Oh, that's tricky. Yeah, it is. Um, I'd rather donate my organs to people who need them. Wait, is am I alive doing this? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. After you pass, after you pass away. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'll donate my organs to people that need them. Although I don't know if they want these organs. (laughs) These organs been through some shit. Been through some shit. (laughs) All right. Would you rather never get angry or never be envious? I would rather never be envious. Would you rather, well, that one's kind of easy. Okay, these are two two last ones. Would you rather be feared by all or loved by all? Oh, I, I think I'd rather be loved by all. I don't, wanna, I don't really want to be feared. Now, if you would have asked me this back in 2009. <laughs> you can hate me now. Yeah. But like, I won't stop okay, now. Everybody. <laughs> She's like, fuck all y'all. Yeah. Bad. Fuck all you hoes. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or lose all the pictures you have ever taken? Um, ooh. I'd probably, oh, that's a good one. I'd probably just take losing my pictures. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would, that would be a tough one, but I'd probably just go with the I'd probably just go with the picture. That's a tough one too. That's the I'll last one. Close my eyes and try to visualize them, you know? Yeah, right? Like, what do you I can't close my eyes do? and try to visualize my money. Not my money. <laughs> for real. Like, ooh, I want that picture. I want this memory for real. Ooh. Oh That's my gosh. Funny. Um, so I wanted to like kind of pick your brain coming from a service standpoint, like how do you feel customer service is in your industry now that you are fully emerged with like dealing with different clients and your um, your stylist's clients as well? How do you feel like as customers were coming in and giving you guys service and attitudes and loving or vice versa? Um, <clears throat> I think it takes two to tango ultimately. And I think for a good client stylist relationship, more than anything, there has to be respect. And more than anything, that other than respect, there has to be, you have to be listening. I find that so many um, clients of mine come into the salon or clients of my other stylists come into the salon. And one of their biggest things that they say is that people don't actually listen to them, which actually blows me away because I hear so many stories of like, oh, I went into the salon for a trim and she topped off eight inches of my hair or I showed her this picture and she made me this, you know, this completely different look. And I think as stylists, sometimes uh, we want to take our art very seriously and we might have a vision for somebody, but I think more importantly than that, we need to just listen to our clients and figure out what they want. 
And then on the flip side of that, um, from the stylist perspective, um, clients need to be realistic in what they're asking for. So realistic meaning what's going to be healthy for your hair and the time frame that you want it and mm -hmm. also what's going to be cost effective because if you come in with a hundred dollar budget and a the photo that you're showing me is a four hundred dollar photo then we need to talk about how we can sort of meet in the middle here because realistically like between product time knowledge you know bills and everything else I can't give you a $400 service for $100. You know, that doesn't make any sense at all. So I think that unfortunately too, going back to social media, the expectations of what people see on Instagram and think it just takes an hour, you know, to do. And it's so simple to do. And they just watch these, you know, Brad Mondo videos thinking they can do everything themselves. And they don't realize like, well, they can't do it themselves. I think a lot of them learn that during quarantine um yeah and, then, you know, and and you know um to trust the professional and if you feel like you know we're overcharging then you're more than welcome to go somewhere else but just understand like most of the time you're getting what you pay for absolutely true so you know That's from a but from a customer service standpoint you know i'm very customer service based coming from a retail industry coming from the hospitality industry and you know, really just understanding that people really just want to be heard and they want to relax and they don't want to come in there for drama and bullshit and hear about your problems unless they're, you know, your friends. Right. But even still, if they're coming to your salon, they want to chill and relax. Like that's the environment I try to create is like peace, you know, let's watch some cool TV, like have a white claw, you know, do your work if you need to work on your laptop, like, you know, I, yeah. I offer snacks, you know, I, I try to like cater to them as much as possible so that they feel special. And I think if you, you know, go and look at our reviews, like you could already see that, like, that's the reaction that we get for the most part is that they feel like they're a part of something. That's awesome. So, I love and, that. and, and clients don't fall in love with you or I'm sorry, clients don't fall in love with your business. They fall in love with you. Absolutely. So that's something that every business person has to understand. Yeah. I agree. And I noticed that you have like a little thrift store in your salon. Um, yeah. Tell us about that. And you've been donating. Um, yeah. Been so actually, that's something that I just kind of thought of. It was like when I was just envisioning like what I wanted the salon to be. And I knew that like, I mean, any any salon around the corner, you could go and get your hair done at. But for me, it was like more than that. Like, how can we be involved with the community? Um, also doing something that like means a lot to me. And then doing something fun and cool that like people will be interested in. So like automatically, like me being a thrift store kid, like big time, I was like, how cool would it be to have like a mini thrift store in the salon? And instead of like, you know, charging people for clothes, we could do, we could find like a really good charity, like a local charity, and we could have them just donate directly to the charity. Originally, it was going to be like collect money for the charity, but then we found kids and kids in distress, which is um, a charity like probably not even 10 minutes from the salon okay. um, in Wilton Manor is so really local to us. Um, and they help all, they help families in the neighborhood, um, specifically like foster kids, kids that have been adopted, um, like their grandparents take care of them because their, you know, their parents aren't taking care of them anymore, whether they're, you know, were abused or neglected or their parents were drug addicts. Um, and so they, you know, provide housing for them, they provide food for them, they provide sh uh, shelter for them sometimes, they, you know, provide counseling for them. So it's something I'm very passionate about because, 
you know, long story short, I didn't end up in the system, but I definitely could have ended up in the system because of the way I was brought up and my mom passing at 14. But luckily I have family that took care of me. So even though that didn't happen to me, I'm very aware of the fact that like it is happening a lot, that kids aren't being taken care of and they're just kind of forgotten about. And, you know, they don't get the same opportunities as everybody else. And mm -hmm. someone who went through that trauma, I know how important it is to get counseling and to get the proper support. So it just meant a lot to me to be able to team up with them and they were actually able to give the salon a text code so you could directly donate to them at any time. It doesn't have to be for the thrift store or anything like that. You could donate to them directly anytime through our text code. Um, and so that's what we do at the salon. We basically ask that you donate per item like $10 or more per item. Or we do like take an item, leave an item. So like if you bring a bag of clothes and you want to take a couple things and, and we like, you know, can do an exchange, then that's fine too. Um, but more so we want people to to donate to the cause and then right now we're doing um another fundraiser with them their biggest fundraiser fundraiser of the year which is called duck duck palooza sorry i'm saying that wrong duck palooza and uh basically it's their biggest fundraiser fundraiser of the year we raised a little over a thousand dollars for them our goal was a thousand um so that's awesome but we want to keep trying to push it because it is going on for like another week that's um, awesome. And they're like a little bit under their goal for this year as compared to the years before, maybe because of the pandemic and everybody suffering, you know, from financial loss, obviously with that. But, you know, we're trying to do whatever we can. And eventually we'll do um, like a, a haircut day where we go on, on like a Sunday and we'll just book the whole day up. And then whoever comes in and, you know, pays for a haircut, that money will go straight to them too. So like, we're always looking for new ways to like partner with them and help them out because I'm really big on that. Like, I think that it's one thing to make money in your business and to, you know, want to do well. But it's another thing, I think, when people see that it's not just all about money for you. And it's, you know, you care about your clients and you care about your community. And yeah, I think you guys know, like, I'm all about supporting local business and supporting mm -hmm. your friends and, you know, things like that. And those are the kind of people I want to surround myself with right now. <laughs> yeah, I love that. that's I love super it. dope. What's um, the text code? Um, It's 432 uh, hold on, I have to look it up. I have it. We have it in a bunch of posters in the salon right now. Okay. I totally forgot what it is. But I knew I knew it by heart, and then I totally forgot what it is. Um, but I'll look it up right now. Yeah. You guys donate. Um, give back. That's awesome. It doesn't take doesn't take much. Just give a little love. Give a little love. Exactly. No, yeah, love that. It, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't even have to be much. Like I said, we usually do ten dollars per item. Or if you just want to like shoot some money into the fundraiser. Um, the link is actually in our bio at Blondie's Beauty Salon on Instagram. And yeah. So I love it. that. So how long has your salon been like open? So we actually, I'll, I'll find this for you guys and I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, but right now you can go to the link in the bio and then you'd be able to donate directly through that. Um, but the salon, I actually bought it in June 1st last year during the pandemic. Oh, wow. Awesome. So like your Blondie's concept, can you like kind of give us like a history of that? I think it's so dope. Like I love, like when I saw it, I'm like, this makes total sense. And I just, I love it. I just love the whole brand. It's super cool. I really appreciate that. Um, so my mom was a big part of my life. She passed when I was 14. I never met like my the 
sperm donor <laughs> that she paired with to have me. Um, however, there was another man in her life that I called my dad who I grew up with since I was three. So that was my mom and my dad. Um, they were like super goth, like not your typical parents. I thought I was weird as hell growing up. I could not understand why my mom always looked like a witch and why my dad always looked like a fucking pirate. That's so cool. <laughs> it was cool as hell. And you know what? Like, I, I don't think I appreciated it as much when I was a kid. Cause like everyone thought I was weird, you know, and I didn't realize that I was weird. I was just kind of like, what, like, what are you looking at? I don't get it. You know? And, uh, so that was my life. Like I grew up on the cure. I grew up on, you know, a lot of, you know, <laughs> oh, just a lot of music that probably a lot of people weren't listening to on the on the same token I also grew up on a lot of R&B and hip-hop too but you know that's that's a whole nother story but yeah so I, I just I grew up with my my dad played guitar he played a lot of like blues jazz really inspired by like Santana Jimi Hendrix like he he was really dope so I like I said a very eclectic taste um I always really liked the 80s I was born in 88 um, obviously really loved the 90s, loved like the skate culture of the 90s. Um, so I don't know, like during the pandemic, um, you know, I was really only doing makeup and ha hairstyling and traveling at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the pandemic hit, I was going to just rent a salon suite. Well, I ended up finding um, a salon that was renting a chair for a low rate. And I was like, well, shit, it's right down the street. Like, I'll just do that. And I ended up talking to the woman who owned the place for like 10 minutes. And then something inside of me was just like, do you ever think about selling this place? And I don't know what the hell ever made me say that because I never had thought in my life I would ever want to buy a salon, but I don't know, something felt right. And then, you know, one thing led to another and I was buying the salon. And then I just was trying to think, you know, of like what concept I wanted to do. I, I knew I didn't want to just like open a salon and be like, okay, I'm a salon, like I'm open. Like I knew it had to be more than that if it was going to really work. Um, so I would like it's kind of unreal to think about now i i lost a lot of sleep the first few months that this whole thing was coming to fruition because i would just stay up at night and think and i could not stop thinking and i was just like on pinterest and i was pinning like these like 80s concepts and i started like getting into like the you know the old school like beauty salon signs like where the girls it was kind of it, i don't know if you guys know the artist patrick nagel but mm -hmm. it, it's kind of looks like it's inspired by the artist patrick nagel because they're like the old school signs that you would see in like the nail salons and the old mm -hmm. beauty salons in like the 90s mm -hmm. and the neon lights and the colors and then that just started like spiraling into like oh shit like the miami vice theme the old school like retro wave look and then that like kind of grew into like this like okay but now i can incorporate like a little bit of that goth feel into it but not make it like spooky because my joke is always that every salon is either goth and spooky and witchy or like um <laughs> beige <laughs> yeah like very pinterest <laughs> with like the you know like either the industrial look or they have like the you know like yeah. the moss in the background and like the industrial lights or you know i not to knock that but i just felt like that was what every salon kind of looked like and how their brand was and um i just started like thinking and then i was you know i i was really into my mom's favorite band growing up was uh duran duran mm. and yep. they have this album cover actually drawn by patrick nagel himself and the album cover is the album is called rio and he drew the art from the album cover. And for some reason, it was just like, it just started like tying together and coming together. And I was just like, I need this specific logo. So actually I reached out to um, 
Aaron, when when I was in um, Austin, Aaron and I went to this uh, tattoo shop over there, and the guy over there, uh, AJ, he tattooed a Beetlejuice uh, tattoo on me. And I remember when we were sitting there, he was like, like this Mexican dude that you would never think, and it was just so dope. And he was like, "You're gonna go into my private room. I'm the owner." And like he's like, "Just so you know, I hope you like '80s new wave because that's what I'm playing the whole time I tattoo you." And I'm like, "Shit, like <laughs> this is perfect. I love '80s new wave. That's my shit." And then. I, I followed him after that and I kept seeing him draw these like Patrick Nagel inspired tattoos. And so it just spiraled from there. I reached out to him. I was like, hey man, like I have this vision for a logo. I want you to do it. He drew the Blondies um, word part of the logo. He came up with like a couple of concepts for the girls, but he was really stuck on like making them very Patrick Nagel like. And I wanted like a very modern flair to it. Cause to be honest with you guys, like even though I, I, the salon was called Blondie's, the place for hair and nails when I bought it. And I knew I wanted to keep the word Blondie's, but I changed it to Blondie's Beauty Salon. I just thought it flowed better. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest with you guys, I was like really concerned about like Blondie's, like this blonde hair, white girl, like that, is that the client, clientele I'm trying to attract, especially in the midst of like, you know, last year with the Black Lives Matter stuff going on, all this shit going on online about beauty brands only using like white girls. And like, I was really nervous about going in that direction, even though I knew it was true to brand. And I knew that my girls would know that like, that's not me. I, I could service anyone. I didn't think that. But yeah. I, I yeah. thought that. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why people would think like that. Yeah. Like, why, is, why do you have a blonde white girl? You're not even blonde. Like, but that's the <laughs> brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, yeah. So then- I ended up picking a female after going through like two other guys to do the logo. Um, I didn't like the way any of them did it. And then I picked a female to do it and she banged this one out. Like the second she started drawing it, I fell absolutely head over heels in love with it. And then I, I got this um, other girl who did, um, I think you guys have seen the girl with the black hair on the blonde yeah. streak. She's yeah. actually uh, native um, to Canada. She's indigenous. And I really wanted her, I kept seeing her do like indigenous Nagel art. And even though the girls were brown and I knew that like the girl would have to be white because this girl's white and it would only look right with the brand if she was white, even though I knew she wasn't gonna be white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tricky, but you know what I'm saying? I just didn't want, I didn't want that to be the perception. So yeah. I wanted to get two logos that just sort of like kind of represented, it could be like racially ambiguous or it could be kind of anything or anybody. And I just wanted, I wanted it to speak to the fun times of the 80s and 90s like I wanted it I wanted it to speak to the music and the fashion and the lifestyle and the fun times that people think about when they think about the 80s and the 90s like it was like a carefree time you know where everybody just kind of partied together and like hair it didn't matter what kind of hair you had like your hair was cool like rock it you know and and that's what I was really going for like I really wanted just something fun something nostalgic in a time where you know things weren't too fun <laughs> facts yeah we were, facing, we were facing some really shitty situations at that time and I don't know it just it just kind of came to life I love that well happy one year anniversary yes Thanks. cheers to one year <laughs> I remember when you were like getting started with it and you're like then I'm like damn this is like so dope and I think that you really like really just killed it I love seeing like your Instagram post it looks so good the, the whole vibe I'm like, man, I want to go rollerblade. I want to, I want to put some skates on and go by the beach. I want to be in a photo shoot. Everything. <laughs> my hair flowing. <laughs> I would love for you guys to be in a shoot. If you ever come down here, like I'm getting my photographer, we're doing a damn shoot. Yeah. I want to be in the whole thing. 
right? Every time that. I'm like, I want to be in the beach with some rollerblades. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, we don't got no water. Down, we'll definitely do something fun. We'll do like a dope concept. Yeah. I'm with love all that. that. Yeah, and like everything that you're saying, like how it started, like you can see all of that in your Instagram. Like even not like, not knowing that it just all goes together like it makes it makes sense so i really love that and it's yeah. it's it like true just like you said it's like you're passionate about it so it like it makes sense it's who you are you're not trying to be like anyone else it doesn't look forced it doesn't look like anyone else's salon you're right and it's dope as fuck so i, I love that. it yeah, I I love it. how long have you been doing hair and makeup so I started doing makeup in, I want to say 2012. I want, yeah, I started in about 2012 is when I started. And then I got my esthetician license in 2013. And then I just kind of rocked with that for years until 2008, 2018, I decided to go back to school and get my cosmetology license. So I wasn't even going to use my cosmetology license, to be honest with you, until until the pandemic hit because I was still doing hair and makeup styling traveling and doing production work and things like that but then when the pandemic hit is when is when I got the salon it wasn't planned none of it was planned at all wow. <laughs> yeah That's super cool I know it just like divinely worked out for you it's weird yeah I mean sometimes I just don't know where it's going to take me like I kind of freak out about that I'm like you know sometimes the industry gets a little depressing and right now I think a lot of hairstylists are going through a lot of change with what happened last year and like you know a lot of people shut down a lot of people made changes and moved to salons or got a salon suite and I think you know I'm having kind of a difficult time like finding you know chair renters and finding good people to come in and I think that that's just you know it's a changing industry right now and I don't really know like what the future holds but I'm just trying to go with the flow because I think that's kind of for everybody like we're in a weird state of change right now like we don't really know what the future holds I think for any of us you mm -hmm. know and I think that's why it's like uh you know if we if we can survive as business women in this industry, the way is the way life is right now, the way the world is right now, then you know, I think we'll be okay in the long run. It's just pushing past this yeah. crazy craziness going on. Pushing through. <laughs> yeah. I think it's gonna be like another year of like this, whatever this is. Um, and I think people will start to kind of come to realization that it's not all a fairy tale. Cause right, right. now, all like they got we got we've been getting so much assistance, you know, from our government and leeway and flexibility that we've never had. I have never in my life been at home so much. Like I have never, and I'm I'm enjoying because I'm like, well, should I pay rent? I never have been in this motherfucker for so long. So it's mm -hmm. like finally. But I also realize I'm try I you know do events and I'm trying to get people to work and people have just kind of lost their sense of oomph because they're like trying to heal from their trauma of being in the house, being whatever they, that they're going through. And they forget their, their creativity. And I think what you said is like how you were staying up all night to create a vision. Sometimes we like lose ourselves in social media or comparing ourselves to other people's lives and wanting to add so much on our plate that we lose our creativity. We lose our zest for life because all that free money is great or, you know, DIYs are great, but I like to be serviced. You know, I tried the whole nail thing, quarantine, it didn't work out. It didn't work out for me. I like, I like to be serviced and I, and I enjoy that about myself because I can't do it all, but people have this like 
independence, but lazy ass all at the same time, and cheap yeah. ass all at the same time. It's a sense of, a strong sense of entitlement is what the word you're looking for is right now. There is a strong sense of entitlement in people and I'm noticing it in and I, and I have to check myself at the door with this sometimes too, because, you know, sometimes, and I, I always try to stay humble. I'm not like, oh, I own a business. Like you should be bowing down to me and paying, you know, X amount of dollars because I own a business. No, I'm very aware of the fact that like my business is new and I still am building clientele and like, yeah, I'm busy, but you know, it takes a certain kind of hustle and a kind of respect, but we're also going in through this weird, like generation of um, like the self-care generation where people are kind of like, I need to travel I need to find myself and I need to go like rent an RV and travel around the United States for a year and I need to you know like nobody really wants to work and maybe that's the gen maybe that's the maybe that's everyone's fault of, of all these years of just like the hustle mentality like I keep seeing a lot of those yep. kind of posts of like you know the hustle mentality is dead like self-care is you know blah 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 all that stuff but you know I I being like a hustler mentality myself Maybe that just comes down to the simple fact, and I've said this a lot in the last few weeks for some reason, but that some people are meant to work for others and some people are meant to own a business. And I think that that's yeah. a good thing because people like us need to need people to work and, you know, we want to run the business. We don't need everybody running businesses or, you know, there wouldn't be balance, but right. at the same time, I do have to ask myself, like, what is going on? Like, is it that people are on some kind of like spiritual journey mentality thing, or is it just pure laziness and entitlement where it's just like, I could just collect this check from the government and like, or I could do hair out of my house or like, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't really figure out what it is, but it is, it is kind of frustrating. And I do see a lot of stylists online. I'm in a lot of these forums. I do see a lot of them um, talking about this and saying that they're having a hard time finding, you know, people to work. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people did go to salon suites too, which is kind of crazy to me because that's like double or triple what I'm charging to rent a chair. But I have a question about that. So yeah, like, well, first, have you ever worked in a salon? So we are, I think you said you were going to start to, but you didn't. No, I was going to, I was going to rent a chair from the salon that I currently From that own. lady. Got yeah. it. So with that, so just like you said that it's more to rent a suite than to rent a chair. Yeah. It's, it's probably like double. Wow. Interesting. Like three, I think it's like maybe I think my boyfriend's older sister pays like 325 a week or 350 a week. I charge 150 a week for a chair. And you get snacks and drinks and you know, you get you get fun, you get to work with other stylists. Like I think working by yourself is not fun, you know. Yeah, I saw a post on Instagram. I need to be inspired. I want I want a conversation. I want creativity. Like I don't want to just be like looking at myself doing hair all day. That's boring. Yeah, I, I saw a post the other day that said, like, bring back the salons, like the the energy of that, of being around other women, talking about other stuff, like, just, My clients love it. yeah, being in that environment, and it's it's totally different. So why do you think people like the suites better if it costs more? Do you think it's just having the control of it being like your own opposed to being under someone else? I think it's multiple things. I think number one, it's that like a hundred percent hands down, you have control, you know, they provide you, they provide like the furniture, you know, you can decorate it how you want. You can make whatever rules you want. Also 
there's the issue of COVID. If you think about um, people who didn't want to go back into like a full or busy salon and wanted like privacy because of whatever reason, you know, I think that that was a perk to it also. Um, but to me, like, I don't know, like I kind of, even when I was like checking out salon suites before I even found this place, I just felt like a really like disconnected vibe from like going inside a building where there's just like a million little like different businesses. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't feel, it felt, it felt very futuristic and disconnected. Whereas that like old school beauty shop mentality is like, yeah, you guys all sit around and shoot the shit and everyone laughs. And like, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about inappropriate things and <laughs> you know, like but seriously, like, you know, like you and, hear and some I, good stories. I love it. Even like the girl I go to, she has a little, <laughs> a little salon suite, but sometimes, you know, we might overlap and that's the best shit. Cause like hearing the other woman talk about whatever someone right. might stop in when she leaves, she talking about <laughs> her, like, I love the shit. So I no, love that stuff. One thing, one thing I will say though, is I don't like to perpetuate. I, I, I always say it like this. I don't like the drama because I like to hear about the drama, but I don't really want to be in the drama. And I feel like if it's like a situation where clients are walking out talking shit, that just creates like a strange environment. Well, not, not maybe talking about her, but like talking about like a story of something, like right. not drama between anyone, but like, ooh, did you hear about such and such last week or something that, that yeah. happened, but not that's like drama fun. between anybody. That's yeah, absolutely yeah. fun. Yeah, like fun light you know, stuff. But like, it's a, it's ooh. And I don't don't know anybody i'm just like oh that happened or that no exactly and a lot of our and a lot of our clients are are super chill and super fun and so like we even have like cross talks all the time where like they'll just start like chipping in on each other's conversation and that's honestly some of my favorite moments because then i could kind of just sit back and be like damn like this is a time in my life where i feel kind of successful like it's like a little moment like that that'll make me feel really successful or like you know we keep a, a fridge right by the front door and we have certain clients like they know when they walk in like they can immediately open that fridge that fridge is theirs to open and like help yourself and get a drink and that's like the like, that's the mentality that I have I'm, I always laugh and I make a joke and I say I'm like the Jewish little grandmother like I want to feed you and I want you to drink and I want to take care of you and I want to give you a napkin and I want to give you a plate and you know like I I do I do want to make people feel like it's home. I want to create a safe space. And I do want to create that, that female bond. You know, that's why I wanted to build the brand off of female business. Cause I feel like there's something special, like, yeah, okay. You know, gender equality. I understand that, but to a certain extent, there's something about a, a female connection to another female that feels very maternal. It feels very, there, there's just no other way to explain it unless you feel it. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you meet a woman and you have that connection, you're like, damn, like that was just a dope connection that like was unexplainable. But like, I'm going to take that with me when I go home and I'll carry that energy outside with me. Yeah. And I, and I just think that there's something to that. You know, I think that it, when we have, it's just like the guys at the barbershop, you know, they have a place where they can go and talk shit and do whatever. And that's, that's what I wanted Blondies to be. I wanted that. I wanted that for us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that vibe is, is I think like thinking about that, I, that's the things you miss. Cause sometimes you just get to meet people like that you would have never really met just anywhere else and hear their stories or support each other and just like love on each other. I think as women in most industries or situations we're more competition versus loving on each other. And when you're getting your service done, 
you're feeling lax like hey we're all here for the same reason it's not like a competition when we get out that's one of the disconnects I have here in Texas is it's like very like clicky and in Florida I met my most authentic people everyone loved me just for me it wasn't doesn't matter what I'm looking like where I went to school x y and z and here it could be very like business and stuffy where you don't like allow that other you know fem feminine energy just to relax and enjoy each other I, I, yeah, miss that. I, miss that. I could I could understand that over there I think that could be like a demographic thing like Florida's such a big melting pot we got good weather all the time I was thinking you know that. especially South Florida like it's beautiful down here like all year round you know like we don't really have bad weather and I think that that does affect like the way people walk around here I think that there's a lot of nastiness I see it every day you know absolutely I do see that but when I know I know when I walk through the salon doors and I see those clients sitting there and they're having that interaction with each other I'm just like this is a moment that I feel like you know, they could go home and smile about. It's not, it's a moment that, you know, cause most of the women that I service, they have kids, they have a family, like this is their downtime to like relax and not think about those things. And we just yes. shoot the shit. And, and that's what I love the most. Like that, it, it's hard to, it's hard to find good connections with good people, but you know, they, they are, they are able to be created as well. Yeah, I agree. And the disconnect, especially with COVID is so real. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I tried to keep the space as sacred as I could when it came to like masks and things like that. I wanted people to know, like, we really take it seriously. And like, I'm really trying to take care of people. I don't, I don't want it to be like, okay, you know, Florida has been wide open. The governor says this, but like, that's how it is like free for all, you know, like I, I wanted, I wanted people to really know that, like, you know, we see what's going on. Like we care and, you know, we're not in a rush to to do anything this is this is a touchy time right now people are taking this very seriously yeah and then some aren't and that's where the you know that's where the, the problems come in so facts that they give a shit i know it's called i called whitney yesterday we were meeting and i was like oh my god i was telling her how i was so disgusted about how i was going to get food um and just like how people are handling food it's touchy because now i feel like i'm a germaphobe it only takes one thing for me to be you know going crazy about it and he was just like so what the dude was is like he i gave paid cash and he gave me my money back but his you could tell like his hands was all sweaty because he didn't have no gloves or nothing it just you know feeling sweat in my hands so i'm already annoyed i've already pictured your face <laughs> you know i'm like Argh. and then so he's like getting the drink or whatever and he put he like just takes the cup and just goes into the ice and scoops and i'm when there's clearly an ice scoop right there like you know it's it was made for that and I'm just so annoyed because I'm like damn like your hands were sweaty bro I just felt the sweat so I got all that sweat in the ice and like I mean you're probably fine like, I don't know what your life is. I don't know I can't assume but I was annoyed I threw that drink away I was like I wasn't gonna ask him to do another one because you don't get it like he seemed like a young kid and it just didn't make no sense at that point but I threw it away but it was just like those little things things I probably would have never even really paid attention to or gave a shit about honestly before I'm like don't get me started. I see it in the industry. I think maybe you, maybe you guys might have saw my post about that the other day about the girl I had worked with that was just a makeup artist and she showed up to everything just being completely filthy. And I was like, I don't even understand. I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand how people don't care. I don't under. I just don't understand. So I just kind of, I, I kind of realized I have to give up um, caring about what other people are doing because at the end of the day, like as long as I'm doing the right thing, yeah, that's all that really matters. 
you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm coming, that is happening to me a lot at work. And I'm like, I cannot care about if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I just know that I'm going to do what I have to do. And And it's hard to, it's hard to come to that point because when when you are so used to just speaking your mind, like that is one of the hardest things to do is just be like, okay, you know, just understand that not everybody was raised right. Right. (laughs) Not everybody has common sense, you know? Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Surrounded by idiots. Yeah, surrounded by idiots, pretty is much. They, so with that, is the well, is there something that you can share? Like how kind of like in the restaurant industry, we can say there's like something behind the scenes or like stuff, something that like maybe the common person doesn't know about like the beauty industry that like only like a beauty, someone who's in beauty and hair would know, or just either either two of the the industries like uh if you know you know type of thing like how like in uh, if you work in food and bev you kind of know like different lingo like herd or 86 or you know just different things like that that maybe we don't know about the Um, beauty industry i I wouldn't say that there is necessarily like specific i I would say if you're going to talk about language in general people using terms that they hear online that they're not really sure of what it means but they just think that that's what they want because they hear it online mm-hmm. and kind of having to explain that to them um, mm-hmm. by using just photos, really. Because if you see what somebody wants in a photograph and you can kind of break it down and explain it to them in a way that they understand it. But I wouldn't say the only other thing I would say, like, really, that like stylists like know about, I guess, that clients like wouldn't would really be what it comes when it comes to pricing. I think that, you know, I, I hate to keep going back to it, but I just think a lot of people don't understand how what it costs to to run a hair business it's not cheap at all and I think that there's like this weird misconception I thought this would have been gone with the pandemic too because I was almost convinced that like oh okay like people really they really uh, appreciate us and they see like you know how much they need us they're picketing you know outside the White House to to get the hair salons back open because they need us so badly like it's definitely going to be a more grateful mentality nope wrong like a couple months later everyone's back to like I have a hundred dollars like what can you do for a hundred dollars kind of deal um but I don't want to say everyone because my clients specifically aren't really like that but I see it a lot you know I see a lot of people like they they come with these expectations and when you kind of give them a price or you give them a quote and you know and then they ignore you and you get left on red and then you just realize like okay you just you know you just got to move on to the next one that's you know that just wasn't your client yeah so is it well I guess they would have to come with a picture but is that like does that ever get annoying like seeing all like the Instagram pictures of people like coming with all these like stuff they see influencers have or is it not that bad so I try not to do I don't I'm not a big believer in client shaming at least in, in front of their face like I'm not a big like um, you know, a lot of girls would be like, oh, box dye, use box dye, like, and then they shame them and treat them like shit. I'm not really into like making someone feel like shit for a decision, like, especially if it's over a budget, like I can completely understand you don't have money, you went and box dyed your hair, like, you know, I, I can understand that being a thing. I don't want to make anyone feel like bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are like the hairstylist groups, you know, where we do joke, like this client shows this picture and like the girl's clearly wearing a wig or like, it's clearly a filter, you know, and you're like, okay, well, unless you want us to color and style a wig for you, ma'am, like, I don't know how you're going to get this hair. So, you know, 
Um, right. Expectation versus reality, man. I think some people don't understand the industry. I think some people genuinely don't understand hair. So I think they see a, it, you know, they see a picture and they're like, oh, I want that, but they don't understand what it would take to actually get there. Mm-hmm. And then there are, on the flip side, there are clients like, I had a client text me the other day, new client. And she was like, you know, I knew I screwed up. I box dyed my hair at home. Like I'm completely like open to the process that it might take long. Like how many sessions I gave her the price. She was totally cool. She put, she paid my retainer. Like everything was good. And those are the clients that I want to attract. Right. But I think that she also felt good too, because I'm not like, Ooh, how dare you box dye your hair? Like I get it. You know, it sucks. I don't want to have to go through that color correction and you don't want to have to go through it because it's costly. Mm-hmm. But if you have a goal, we can get you there. It's just being realistic. You People have to be realistic. Their expectations, They I think they treat our job like a hobby because, you know, they had a friend in cosmetology school or they went to cosmetology school or they did cosmetology in high school. And so they think it's like super easy and it doesn't take a lot to do. And, you know, it's like a talentless job, like that's get a, a real lie. job. But in reality, like that's not the case. And they don't see the behind the scenes of how much it actually costs. That's why like, you know, my, one of my stylists, she'll post a lot of, you know, price breakdowns, really saying like what go into hair and why people charge so much. Like, you know, people complain about my rates sometimes and I see girls charging like a grand easy for certain things, you know? So it's yeah. like, it just depends on what market you're in and, you know, who your clientele is, who you're attracting, who you're marketing to. That's with any business. Who are you marketing to? What do you, you know, what's your goal? Who are you trying to get to come into your salon? Mm-hmm. For me, like, I want all the moms. That's who I want. I want all the moms because all the moms love to take pictures and they need their hair and makeup done for this photo and they need their hair and makeup done for that photo and they have a bar mitzvah and they have a wedding and they have this and they have that. And those are the clients that I want. I don't want the yeah. TikTok clients. True. I don't want, I don't want a 20 year old TikTok clients. I have a couple of them and they're great, but I don't need, you know, my whole clientele being like that because a lot of the times they, they're the ones that don't have a clue and they're mm-hmm. the ones, you know, that don't have the money to spend, unfortunately. Yeah, that's real. I remember my first time getting a lace frontal. Okay. <laughs> Girl, one and done, one and done. I wanted it so bad. I'm watching on Instagram. Like I'm seeing, I'm like these baby hairs, like everything looking so beautiful. It's looking so good. And so I go get it, right? Number one, this shit's expensive for the whole dude, the weaves, the installment, everything's expensive. Well, like after day two, it's like already jacked in the front. I'm like, what is going on? Like I'm calling her like, what's going on? I had to, we had to get on video. Cause I'm like, girl, it's like lifting. The shit's just not molding. Like what's happening. And she's like, well, did you do this and do that? Cause she didn't really explain to me how to care for it either. Oh, so no aftercare, yeah. No clue on aftercare. No one's telling me I'm like a rough around the edges. So I'm not really good with like real pretty like crisp styles all the time that doesn't really work for my lifestyle which the girl that did my hair several times I guess she just didn't notice that about me but um so she didn't tell me so I I guess what I was doing wrong was like I was showering but I wasn't protecting the lace and so she got real real quick and then so I had to like go back to her to fix it of course charged again and then a couple (laughs) shortly after that like I feel like less than a week I'm having issues again I'm like girl like this is just not working out she's like yeah you know frontals are a lot of maintenance people don't tell you that I'm like well it would have been great for you to also give me that knowledge as well because I didn't know like she knew it was my first frontal but I did myself 
I didn't educate myself and I've never got one again because they are like, they're very maintenance and you almost have to be like very like well put together. I say like, keep up a style like that. Like I, I don't, I can even do individual lashes cause I'm like rushing my face off like a crazy woman. I'm I not barely like, flat iron my hair. Yeah, I, mean, I did the lashes for like two months and I was like, I'm in the, I'm, I'm, and I love Annie so much. If she hears this, I do love her so much, but I was, I was with her like every week, like trying to get a fill and I'm just not that high maintenance. Like I barely want to be in the nail salon every two weeks. But I think to your point, honestly, like um, client knowledge and aftercare is super important. It's something that I really stress to my clients because I get really amazed on how many clients don't know how to take care of their color. Like I, I make sure that I explain to every single client how to take care of their color. And I also make sure to explain to them that if they don't take care of it properly, I can't guarantee my work because most of what we do at the salon, and this is what your stylist should be telling you, only like 50% of it is what we do in the salon. The rest is your home care, how you take care of it. Right. If I do a fresh color on you and you're, wa and you're washing your hair with hot water, it's not going to last. And like some people never knew that. It actually blows my mind. Like, I'm like, who are you going to? you know, that never told you this. So I fucked up my hair one, ooh, one time like that. I had like extensions in and I had the bottom, um, red and I fucked that shit up so bad. And I washed it the first time and that shit got all ate up. It was all netted and all matted. It was horrible. And yeah. just like that wasted money. Yeah, I had no idea. Like wasted money. Yeah, yeah. How to get I think aftercare out. is like a whole piece of service that people don't really do. I mean, I've done I've gone different styles and they don't teach you or sometimes like I got to the point where I started asking like, "Well, what else could I do?" But I also feel like sometimes they withhold information because they want you to continue to come. They think like if you learn something, you won't come back. And I'm like, "No, honey." And that's not the stylist you want to go to. You don't want to go to anybody that's going to make you feel like you're just constantly getting, you know, like getting sold something. Like I've had people tell me like, you know, I, I left the salon because by the time I walked out of there, I bought like 10 different things and I had no idea what I was buying. And I'm right. like, well, I don't product push. I'm, that's not, you know, I'm not a product pusher. And I think that that's, you know, people notice that, especially if you worked in retail or you worked in sales or you were, you know, you've been in the beauty industry, you know, people are trying to sell you on something, you know, so yeah. That's, that's tricky. That's a whole nother game. Aftercare is a big deal. I think edu educating your clients really like, you know, what I do is price breakdowns. People love that. You know, I actually break down what I'm charging you for instead of just saying, this is the rate. And I have people that love that. They're like, I've never seen it broken down like that. And it's like, I want you to see what I'm charging you for that. I'm not just being like, oh, you know, here's a quote. But then when you come in, like, it's really $300 more than that quote, you know? So yeah. I tell you, this is a starting rate, but it's not going to be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars more than that. That's I think awesome. um, I love communication that. is key. Like in any relationship, you just need to communicate. Otherwise, there's not going to be like that trust there. Facts. And you got to trust your stylist, guys. It's all right. about... <laughs> So can you? And we, break... and we have to be able to trust you. Like clients lie, clients lie to the stylists all the time about the, about what they're doing, all the time. And and so we'll true. learn the truth. Like it doesn't, you know. We look at hair all day. I I know when you're lying. True. <laughs> like Anna. Like I didn't die. You can clearly see like some shit on her roots or something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't cut this at home. Bang like this, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> quarantine I was like trimming my hair 
you know, because I mean, whatever. I didn't. Everyone know, else forget too, to don't worry. Again. Everyone else <laughs> too. Like, girl, I'm like, girl. I never knew if I would make it out. So, can you break down tipping your hairstylist for us? Ooh. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. This was like the number one thing on my list. Can you break down tipping? <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you something. I have clients that tip me a hundred dollars, and I've had clients that tip me zero dollars. And I take a mental fucking note at this point on who tips me zero dollars and who tips me a hundred dollars. My hundred dollar tippers get services for free. Like <laughs> every once in a while, I'll throw you a free haircut. Every once yeah. in a while, I'll throw in a free toner. Now, if you're a zero dollar tipper, I'm probably gonna upcharge your next service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like Straight I think we don't have the education on it because, like, you just don't know. Like, are we supposed to like tip twenty percent? Like, what's like? Do we do thirty percent? Like, what's the range? That is such a tricky question, honestly. Sorry, my eyelash. Yeah, because like, I've seen like stuff online that says if it's the owner, you're not supposed to, you don't tip them. Like if it's in a, I've seen it online. Like the if, funnest part about that whole comment that you just said is the owner has the most bills. Right. The owner has yeah. the most responsibility. If anything, you should probably tip the owner more <laughs> than everyone <laughs> else. And and that's not. And also, I don't know. In in my eyes, like. To say that you don't want to tip the owner is saying that you don't want to is saying that you don't want to tip the stylist. Because even though I'm the owner, I'm also a stylist. I'm also your artist. So if I was a tattoo shop owner, would you not tip the tattoo shop owner? I don't know. I just I feel like I, I think twenty percent to expect twenty percent I think is unrealistic. If the bill is say five hundred dollars, something like that, I think that may be unrealistic to expect twenty percent. But at the same token, to to not tip anything on a bill like that, mm, I don't know. That's tricky for me. It's it's really tricky for me because I've always been I've always been an over tipper. Like I've always been an over tipper, and maybe like to a fault sometimes. Or like if I go out to a restaurant, sometimes I'll tip like fifty or more percent depending mm -hmm. on the service that I get because I've been in the service industry. So to me, I wouldn't even think about going to get my hair done if I couldn't pay for my service plus tip. That's just me. Yeah. Um, but that's such a tricky avenue. I don't, I don't think that people should feel obligated to tip 20%. I don't think that. But I do think that like showing a little bit of love in there does, does mm -hmm. even a little something. Like I notice a lot of times I don't get tipped on freelance jobs which always throws me off because it's like, that's the luxury service. Like I'm actually coming to your house. And even though that's my price and I'm charging my price, like I still think because I'm coming, it's like you would tip the delivery dude coming to your house. Why aren't you tipping the hair and makeup artist coming to your house? Right. Um, For sure. And also like, we're not just giving you like a hair service and kicking you out of the door. Like I'm, I'm like giving you drinks all day. Like I'm offering you alcohol all day, like not all day. Like, let's not be crazy here. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm offering you, like, a range of drinks, coffee, tea, Pellegrino, mm -hmm. White Claw. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm offering you snacks a lot of times. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're really, like, making you feel comfortable. And I, I just think to say, like, oh, that's the owner. Like, don't tip. It just, it feels like a fucking slap in the face, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, I, I, take a little, I take a little bit of offense to it. Um, and I've had people, <laughs> I had someone the other day, um, I think the bill was, like, uh 
like $343 and she sent me $350. I, I almost wish that she just had tipped me nothing than tip me $7 on $350, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I don't know if that sounds ungrateful, but I was no. just kind of like, you just rounded no. it up to 50? Like, yeah. I couldn't even get, you know, like I couldn't even get $375. And then I think about at a restaurant, if you go to a restaurant, you run up a thousand dollar bill, they expect you to tip 20% or they auto grad. Yeah. You know, like Nikki, so you, like, you auto grad. I was like, they, you can't do this. Yeah, I wish you, you could. I wonder if people think that or not think that it's automatically gratuity in the, the service, but I don't know. I guess people just aren't educated. Oh, but who's posting that you don't tip the owner? Because I'm finding that post and I'm taking it down. Yeah, I saw this is like something I saw years ago. Like, you know, I've I always like will look it up like how much should, should you tip? Like I've that's something I've looked up before before going to get my hair done to make sure I'm like doing shit right. So this is like that's a long time I ago. But I just feel like I remember seeing that like in one of the things that I saw. Like I never followed it, but I just remember seeing that. I think but. if I had maybe like um a commission style salon, it would make a little more sense because I'd be making mm. money off every single person. Whereas this, it's like I'm not really making money off of them. They're, they're or maybe maybe it was probably different things it could be like that because there's some salons that are like that where you do the owner would make off of like everybody so yeah i guess there's different yeah. levels to it but i had no um but yeah didn't know people really <laughs> did shit like that that's a good perspective because now when you think of it if you break it down like in a restaurant perspective like the restaurant the use the server you pay 20%, but technically the server is only giving you entertainment. The actual cooks are the one that's working hard in the back to prepare the food that you like. The mm -hmm. bots are making your drinks. So it's like, now I have someone actually doing my hair. It's just her in the products. And like, Absolutely. They, they deserve that 20% because restaurant, you're kind of paying for, you're paying the bill and that will pay for their hourly, but you're paying them the 20% and it, technically they all they did was do the entertainment put it in the computer they didn't do nothing bartending mm -hmm. they make the drink but they didn't make the food they didn't make yeah it. But they got to split mean, that too nothing because if they got a party at 20 they're running the fuck around for you probably yeah um, but they got to split you know, that tip up like well, at the listen, end I, I go i go and get a sandwich at the store down the street now and they you put your card in and they have square and they ask you if you want to tip just for taking their order so everyone's yeah. everyone's trying to get money <laughs> somehow some way so if you can tip the person taking your order at mcdonald's you can damn sure tip your hairstylist yeah <laughs> these ladies okay because we need our hair day y'all we need to I make mean, and that's what you want to think too like do you want me to be pissed off the next time i'm doing your hair thinking like this bitch didn't even tip you know like it's it's <laughs> not ex i shouldn't say that it should be expected but i mean come on we live in america everyone knows like you take care of the people that are servicing you. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I, and maybe I take offense to that because it's expectation. I'm an over tipper. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree to that. Tip, y'all. We got a tip. It's a must. I um, mean, we, we know about that. <laughs> either you're going to give it to me or we, we used to snatch chips back in the day, y'all. <laughs> we were Ooh. savage with it. Do you have any like <laughs> tips for clients? Like, what to do before you come in do you have like a lot of people with like who are dirty or like anything that keep like your kids at home. keep your kids at home yeah leave your kids at home bring your dogs but keep your kids at home <laughs> true yeah. 
True. Bring your well-behaved dogs. Keep your badass kids at home. Yeah. No, we're um we don't really we don't really have a lot of problems with that. All of our clients are really are really good. Um, I would say or not yours in general, just like over the years. Just in general. Yeah, like over the years, have you had like or just you know anything you saw? Like I wish people would stop doing this, or I wish people knew to do this before they. I wish people would stop being on the phone the whole time with their boyfriends. Um. Okay, that's a good you know while I'm trying to foil their hair. Um, <laughs> that's not I don't, like I'm I don't trying know. to get talking, you cute. Yeah, I mean honestly, it's just the basic things. Yeah, like you know, just try to be respectful of the people in the salon. You know, I don't really have a lot of pro. I don't. We don't really have that, but I have seen people have to make posts like, you know, leave your kids at home, don't bring any extra people. You know, we really kind of want to stick to that now anyway with COVID. You don't really want to bring a bunch of people into the salon who aren't getting services done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of just, it's kind of, you know, unless they have to be there for some reason, like it would just, it would be better if you just leave everyone at home and just come and relax and get your hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, eat before you come, but obviously like, you know, if you're in a good area, feel free to order food. You know, I'm sure your stylist won't have a problem with that. Um, make sure that you don't have anywhere to be. I feel like this is one of my biggest pet peeves is if I'm taking my time out to get you into my schedule and you hit me with, oh, I forgot I have a meeting at five o'clock and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like we have a full foil to do and I'm only like halfway through and it's 3.30, you know, um, that can create a really big issue. So I always tell my clients, like, especially if it's a big project, don't have anywhere to be that day. And it doesn't mean like, oh, you have a dinner at six o'clock. I mean, like, don't have anywhere to be that day, especially if I've never done your hair, something could, you know, happen and we have to fix it or whatever, you know, I always say it's like our first date. So, you know, we're getting to know each other and I like that. Like, we're getting to know each other. I'm getting to know your hair. And like, you know, I want you to love it hundred percent before you leave the salon. And one thing I hate to do is work under pressure. Like I'm good at working under pressure if I need to, but when it comes to doing hair, like that's not something you want to rush. You don't want your stylist to rush. You do not because they're going to be uncomfortable. They're probably not going to do something right. Or if they do everything right, by the time they're done, they're going to want to pull their own hair out because it's so frustrating. Yeah. So just be respectful, be on time. Um, being on time is a huge one. Um, yeah. That's why I take, I take retainers now because, you know, people want to cancel all the time. They want to like treat your job like a joke. But in reality, like if I book you out a whole day and you don't show up, like that's hundreds of dollars out of my pocket. Um, so that no call, no show, show stuff doesn't fly with a lot of people. And I know a lot of stylists that will fire a client real quick. <laughs> yeah. Like your time is important for sure. Absolutely. And so is yours. Like, I, you know, yeah. you don't want me to show up an hour late. Don't show up an hour late, you know? Yeah, I agree. Imagine I'm just like moseying in with my Starbucks an hour late. Like, oh, okay, I'm ready to do your hair now. You're not going to feel very respected, you know? Yeah, it's the same. So like how there's some stylists who will like charge you if you're late, say they'll charge you like an extra $15 or something, just making something up. But what if they're late? Like you don't get anything off your service, you know? Or you um, don't get anything. I- <laughs> I'm usually, I, I can say I'm really a big stickler on time. So for me, I'm not usually a relate to my clients. Um, I'm really not. But if I was, then I would absolutely, um, especially if it was like, you know, I, for, especially if it's a first time client, if it's someone that maybe like I know and like we're cool and they're like, yeah, no problem. Like absolutely, you know, whatever. Then it, it is like, 
you know, brush it off, whatever, maybe offer to buy them lunch or something. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much like very in touch with like, I could, I could read vibes really well. So I could tell like, if they're really, if they were going to be really irritated or upset that I was late, then like, I would try to do something like a free haircut or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's good. As long as you like acknowledge and like do something, I feel like they're, I've gone to people and they're just late and it's just like, whatever that's unfortunate because i think (laughs) it works from both sides there's like a lot of like um you know you got to care about the people that you're taking care of if you don't care about your clients they're gonna know that they're gonna feel that you know like my my nail stylist my nail tech um i i love her so much she was like 15 minutes late the other day and she was like on the floor like apologizing to me because she felt so bad you know and that's that's like my friend she's become my friend through doing nails um just depends on the level of respect that you have for that person. If you know that yeah. person was stuck in traffic and they just came late, like fine, no big deal. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big one about my time. I'm a big one. Yeah, I've had a lot of experiences where my stylist was late and I got nothing and then <laughs> rushing me and then homegirl came in and then she about to do two heads now. And then now I've probably spent an additional hour and some change there because you were late to the service, which brought somebody else in for their service. And now I have to wait because now we're having to share a chair and people in time. Um, Did you go back? hmm? Did you go back? Yeah. Well, that's some, see, but that's creating boundaries though. You got to create boundaries. I'm really weird. I'm really crazy about stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. you, people will only do what you allow them to do. So if I, if I were you, I would have said to my stylist, listen, if this is how you're going to treat it, or this is what you're going to, how you're going to respect my time, then I'm going to have to go elsewhere. Yeah. I, I would do that with anybody at this point, because if people are blatantly disrespecting my time, like they don't care, then I will blatantly disrespect your time and go somewhere else because I don't, I don't have the time for that. Like literally. That's very true. Period. That, that's so right. If, you're, if your stylist is treating you that way, then absolutely go somewhere else. There's too many people that do hair. There's in my plaza alone, there's like four hair salons. And I tell people that all the time. You don't like it, go somewhere else. Like there's a million hairstylists. <laughs> Dude, I feel there like are. don't I say that all the time? Like there's a million hairstylists. There's gonna be there's someone else who's gonna do what you what you're not doing. So yeah. everyone's replaceable. Yeah. You I must agree. not know about me. Hey. <laughs> yeah. you Come on, B. Travel all the time. Like, what was like one of the coolest places or um, shoots you've ever done? Um, CNI Studios. When we went around the world, I always talk about that one. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah we went to Switzerland, Israel, New Zealand, Los Angeles, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Boulder. Austin, Texas, and then back to Fort Lauderdale in two weeks. Wow. That's insane. It was, probably, it was the craziest job I'll probably ever do. <laughs> wow. You used to have some really, really, really dope shoots. Um, I'd be like, dang, girl, you out here. It was so awesome. I think I've kind of come to the realization in the last few weeks recently that I might be retired from that. Ooh, retired okay yeah. I mean if I get the opportunity I'm not gonna say no but it has to be the right money and I'm realizing that um a lot of people will do it for cheaper mm-hmm. and they're young and they're hungry and that's okay I was young and hungry and doing it for cheaper you know yeah. I just think it's getting to the point where now I have the business and 
I'm looking to grow and, you know, I'm looking for my clients to grow with me. So the ones that I take who are going to be willing to pay my price on the way up. Awesome. If not, you know, my talent will grow and I'll attract, you know, different kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. I love that. I love that. What's next for you and Blondies? Like, what do you have cooking up or want to see in the next year? Um, I really want to get a couple of more stylists in who are respectful, who are hardworking, who really want to, who really, who really are passionate about what they're doing and they're not just doing it for money and they're not just doing it because it's cute to put on Instagram or they take great photos or they're talented. Um, I want somebody who cares about the community who's passionate about like, you know, the shoots that we do and things like that. I don't, I'm not asking, I think, I think sometimes I'm asking for a lot. I, I do think I am. I, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably going to get lucky with someone a little younger, honestly, um, or someone older who like, you know, we have like a 70 year old stylist right now Dope. and she fits the vibe totally. She's just really low key. Like you're never going to see her, but she fits in with us. Great. Um, I just, my main thing is, is respect and respect the salon. Like it's your own, you know, clean it. Like it's your house, you know, treat us like we're your roommates, treat our clients like they're yours. Um, and if you can't do that, then, you know, you're not a good fit. We're not catty. We're not drama. Um, you know, I've heard from a lot of local people, like, well, every salon has drama, like ours doesn't at all. We really don't. Um, I won't even create that kind of a space. Um, so I don't really know what the future holds for us. I just know that, you know, I will continue to grow and work on myself. And through that, I think Blondies will continue to grow with me. And I'm hoping that, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for anything big. Like I don't, I don't need fame. I don't need like some huge salon after this. Like I don't need a TV show. I don't need, you know, anything crazy. Like I just want to feel like happy and I want to feel like my clients are happy and, and that's it really. And just continue to do fun stuff. Yeah, I love that because so many people are like, I want to be on TV or I want this or I want that. And it's like, your goal yeah. should just to be fucking happy, bro. Like, I just want to yeah. be happy. I don't need any of that. Yeah. I don't need any of that spotlight. All, none of that is actually equals happiness anyway. It's, that's bringing the drama and all the other shit. It can. So I love no, that. And I, got, I have a lot of peace at home and, you know, in my life right now. And anyone that tries to bring drama into it, I just kind of brush it off at this point because it's like, mm-hmm. none of this shit really serves me. Like, I know who my real friends are. I know who, like, you know, my man is. Like, I, I know what I have and I don't, I don't need, I don't need any outside noise right now. I'm good. Like, I'm focused. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate, like, girls like you who, women like you who really just, you're, you're on the same path as me. Like, we're, we're distant, we're far, but we're not, we're not far. We're actually, like, right here. Mm-hmm. And those are the people I want to be around. I don't, I don't need to be around anyone that's doing less than that. Yes. Well, cheers to blondies. That's so true. I can't wait to come. Cheers to blondies. Yes, I'm trying to come ASAP. I missed my. We'll do like a fun shoot. You come down. (laughs) Yes. I know. I really want like a really like nice bold eye. I've never. I don't really let people do my makeup often, and like especially with color. But you, I trust like. Yeah, we like, had right, fun, like, purple-y look the last time you came. I really yes. like that one. Um, I don't I don't ever do, like, bright colors on the eye, but it looks so good. I'm like, I'm ready for that now. I'm like, I'm ready to branch out, so I can't wait okay. to see 
come to Florida and we'll pink all over the beach. Oh my gosh, yes. pink, y'all. We used to be pinking, uh, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I think about it all the time. So when I went to Florida for my brother's wedding, we went to that, like, it was like this place called Water. And it just reminded me of just like our just pinking days. Cause it was just like ass everywhere in the bikinis and music and sun and, you know, That's so funny. awesome. I'm like, damn, I miss this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Florida is like, a vibe. Florida is a funny place, man. We're like always partying down here for some reason. <laughs> the best party life ever, like hands down. Like when I came here, and I try to go out, but it's not the same. Like the people are, it's, it's the people. Because I was like telling like of every like place I went to to eat or whatever, it was like great service, 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 service. Hey, hey, I need you. What, what can I get for you? What can I get for you? And I still go here. Like nobody want to work. It's like, what do you want? So that, that, the vibe I got from Dallas was very like um, professional, like young professional, like mm -hmm. everyone's like on their a game whereas like here it's just kind of a little bit more sloppy so i think the sloppy makes it more fun but everyone in dallas <laughs> seems to be like on point which is like a a good thing but then it's also like is it real or are you just like putting on a facade for like what you think you should be because you're living in this city you know i don't know yeah yeah but it, but it could be like that here too i mean fort lauderdale's chill miami obviously has has some spots that but you know that's that's just the social media world again that we're living in. People are trying to to be whatever they think everyone you know wants them to be. Facts. Yep. What is your favorite like restaurant or recommendation for people to go in Fort Lauderdale? Um, actually, Nick and I just went not too long ago to an Italian spot down the street called Cafe Vico, which apparently has been there for a long time. Um, it's like a real like Italian feel. Like you get the mm -hmm. real like. I don't know. It's just like the real deal. And a lot of times you can't even I feel like you can't even get reservations there. They're always booked up, but that place is really cool. I like um, that. There's so many good eats in Fort Lauderdale. Honestly, we have, we have a lot of, we're surrounded by a lot of good food. We have a lot of good Thai food, a lot of good Indian food. We, we get that. That's the cool thing about down here. We get like all different kinds of cultures. So we get everything, you know, you want some good Cajun crabs, like there's places to go for that um vegan all kinds of good vegan food just yeah a lot of good food a lot of good yeah, food. <laughs> what's that vegan place we went to was it like with a was it start with a p was it um uh i think i know what you're talking about um now i'm forgetting i can't i can't believe but that I i'm forgetting remember the name but it was like a vegan spot but it was really good was it outdoor were we sitting outdoors no, we were inside, but it was real small. Like it was kind of like a really small place. I think, I think you're talking about Green Bar and Kitchen. I think you're talking about Green Bar and Kitchen. I think mm -hmm. it was like, we got burgers. No, we didn't get burgers. We got, what did we get? I don't remember what we ate. I'll have to look back well, at Well, Green Bar and Kitchen's really good for vegan food. Um, they've been around for a while. There's this place around here. There's like all kinds of good vegan stuff actually now that I'm thinking about it. There's vegan fine foods. It's like a little grocery store and they have food in there. Um, and then a lot of places have vegan options now, which is dope. It is. It used to be like if you were vegan and you wanted to go to a place, like you'd have to find some kind of substitute. Uh, yeah, I remember when you first went vegan because you went vegetarian first and then you went vegan and we would go places and you'd be like, ugh, like irritated. Yeah. 
like, <laughs> I mean, now I'm not really, I'm not vegan anymore. I'm more vegetarian than anything. And even every once in a while, I'll still eat some crab or something like that. But yeah, that was, that was a good, that was, that was a tough time when it came to like eating out with other people. It was tough. Yeah. I remember we in Boston though, they had the best. Like I ate vegan with you like that whole weekend. It was so easy. It was like easy because they had a lot of places and I didn't feel like we ate vegan because it just was like, they actually cooked good. Shout mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Good food. Good food. Oh, Austin's great for sure. <laughs> good food. Good food. Um, we have to go back you know Brittany, you're in north carolina south south carolina mm-hmm. i know they got some good eats over there mm, yes so they much go good to food. all the time in north carolina and they they got some of my favorite food up there we're and we're going to nashville for my birthday in august Ooh. and we could definitely talk about good food all day up there yes <laughs> yes yeah we definitely have some good food seafood we have some good vegan spots here um too so yeah definitely is. Whitney, you're vegetarian mostly right now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah vegetarian now um so you found like some really cool spots that are local um so we always like to share whatever dietary preference you have um but just educate yourself on whatever you're putting in your body because we think corona is a problem <laughs> problem everything a problem even your soap could be a problem you guys just like, literally like <laughs> your, your toothpaste <laughs> everything gives you cancer like no lie like I'm like I think I'm like almost like traumatized just from like paying attention to everything at this point just don't just don't do it (laughs) just eat eat the pie eat the cake like I can't I know I saw someone saying that thing was Ocho Sink he was like if you don't eat the fucking burger if you want it eat it and I go by that if I taste it if I like I'm just gonna have it just get it out it's not like I'm eating it every day all day just have it enjoy it and just keep it moving I yeah. agree because you gotta you gotta just live a little yeah, yeah. but it's there's balance you know, go to the gym then eat the cake it's fine yeah moderation yeah. for sure yeah Drink and that's that just goes back to us just putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to like you know just no. we're all fucking humans we're gonna go one day just have fun that's while you're here Oh, it's yeah. so much pressure as a woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, we won't even I get into womanhood. Yeah. That's a fucking dreadful topic. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I love being a woman, but I just don't like the lady parts all the time. You know? Like, if I could just... Like, them? I would, like... I, would, I wish that I could, like, talk to my vagina and just say, hey, these are the things I would like for you to do, and I would you like should. to, like, work on this better. Like, you should i feel like that could be a form of like manifesting you know that could listen. be kind of like manifesting don't listen <laughs> keep talking to her just like kids you think they don't listen but they listening keep talking to that girl keep talking to her girl Jenna knows surprise you sometimes does not listen like she wants to do her own thing because she's like a rebellious child so. <laughs> a rebellious child i can't <laughs> that's so funny Oh my gosh, Aaron and the rebellious cat. Keep her in check. Keep her in check. You know, you know, we, you know, you know. Um, but I'm so glad that you got to come on. I'm super excited um, for all your endeavors. Um, you guys check out Blondie's Beauty Salon on Instagram. Super dope. I love her work. Makes me want to change my hair color every damn week. <laughs> 
but <laughs> I don't have that kind of life. I just, I really miss like the freedom of that. And I think like being in corporate America, that's why I've been feeling so trapped. I'm like, I can't like yourself. Oh, like I want, I want some fucking, I just want to like do a couple shoots. Like I just want to put all the colors, get my makeup done and just like walk out crop top, no fucks given. And then I decided to come and be like, whatever this is that I'm, you know, trying to pay bills and shit with or whatever. Well, I hope, I hope one day that that is no longer an issue. That's something that I hope that will change because hair is a big deal in the professional world and I don't really understand why people want to have so much control over someone else's image like it shouldn't matter whether you have natural hair or green hair or you know it should none of these things should matter like if you can do your damn job what difference does it make but people want to it's it's a control thing it's a branding you know if you I get it if you have a brand and that's not the brand look you're going for but it just comes down to people being judgmental that's just what it comes down to. People are going to formulate their opinion. People do it to me every day. Oh, she's covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. No, there is a, there is an opinion. So yeah. who cares? Yeah. You just, you just eventually will have to find a job or create a job where you don't have to care about that anymore. Yes. And we're working on the creation. Okay. We need a bell. Uh, a bell. We mm. used an ear horn at some point. We, I, we lost A that. bell would have been good there. <laughs> this was fun i feel have like the, the sound effect later in post yeah yes. i feel like we should like go out for drinks now or something like, i know i would love that i mean go out for drinks and food so well, we'll have to meet up sometimes or if you if you guys ever come to florida i have an extra room so yes i don't think i've ever been to fort lauderdale really I like it you'd like it a lot it's fun as hell down here mm-hmm. yeah it's so fun. I, I really love fort lauderdale a lot yeah, yeah I'm excited. definitely like it. So we're going to Fort Lauderdale. You guys check my bestie out. Um, she's awesome, super dope, creative, inspiring. Hit her up in the DMs, you know, get to pick her brain because she's amazing. <laughs> Careful who you tell us. I know Aaron's always trying to pick people in the DMs. Like, no, girl, just comment on the posts, email or something. Don't well, because it's that personal touch. It's a personal touch for me. <laughs> It's the personal touch for me. I'm like, I need to know you personally. And this, I think I'm biased because I know you personally. And I just like, I don't know. I don't think I would be like so dope sometimes without like strong women in my life. And definitely Deanna. I feel the same way. She's a cutthroat. And I'm very like, uh, she'd be like, no. And then Whitney's the same. Like, <laughs> like uh-uh and then <laughs> like girl what's going on uh, you're that's like, so no. funny that she's getting it for both of us and like girl i do i do like no no but joke honest i i try to i try not to be i have to i have to tone myself down a little bit with that but you know i, try, I still try to keep it real it's just do you want my advice or do you want me to just listen you know <laughs> yeah she lies but i'm like i need it like i may not want to like take it in all the time but like i need it and i'm just super grateful to I have strong women to kind of just you know help me in those moments where I'm like all right tug of war of my emotions in real life like y'all be like wait I'll I'll always be here if you need if you need that for sure you can call me anytime I text her with my shenanigans (laughs) 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 seems tell Nick I said hi I will you guys ever looking for um someone to help you with your website um Nick is awesome he helps 
vamp my website. I love it. I've, I've gotten like a lot of compliments. He's super dope. Um, so check him out and check Blondie's out, you guys. We are Thank doing so the thing. Cheers and blues in the back. I saw him earlier. You did? Yes. <laughs> He's blues running are... around like a crazy man right now for some reason. <laughs> He's nuts. Um, and he's like part of the fam because she got him from Alibi. So. Yeah, he found him right outside the club. Actually, That's Eddie so did. Funny. That's so funny. Yep. And he is now her baby every day. So I love that. <laughs> crazy, crazy cat running around. <laughs> That's and funny. That's Jonah's new thing, acting like a cat. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> that, so I'm like, I'm just letting you do it. You want to be a cat? No, I'm watching cat. TV. Coco Melon or something got real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, well thanks I love for joining us. Yeah, um, man. Anytime. I'm, this I was love awesome. Stuff. Yeah, you, you guys are great. I love you so much. Love you. And until next time, you guys. Peace.